0: Hello, this is Mike. Welcome back to Driving Theology Today is uh, September 21st, 2016. And uh, as usual, I'm on my way home from a long day of working, uh, teaching children English, uh, about 40, 45 minute, uh, a 40 or 45 minute drive away from my home. So I'm on my way back and this is uh, the time that I use to, yeah, just talk about various topics, this, that, and the other, um, on theology. And, you know, I listened back a little bit to my uh, podcast last week, and it's not my first time to do that. Uh, but just it just shows you how new I am to a lot of the terminology. Uh, that we use in theology—that I said, Christology instead of Christology. Uh, strangely enough, that's a fairly new term, as it doesn't appear in any of the dictionaries that I use uh, online. Any of the any of the spell checks or anything, Christology doesn't come up. Uh, anyway, I'm trying to learn to say Christology instead of Christology. Um, it's not the study of Christy, whoever that might be, uh, but the, the study of Christ, of so Christology. Sorry about that mistake. I'll try to learn to say that word better. Um, today, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm on my way, as usual, to um, a gathering at my house that happens every Wednesday night. Uh, and... Yeah, we're we're in the Book of John. The last couple weeks, we've been kind of inching toward uh, the uh, resurrection of uh, the resurrection of Lazarus. We've been talking about uh, Jesus and his relationship to. Uh, the family of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and how it seemed to be a very close relationship, and so that's, hopefully we'll be getting, getting into that. And, and a good friend of mine, Keith Barnes, is gonna be coming tonight. He, uh, I say good friend, he's a, he's a friend and an acquaintance and a person I, that I think a lot about. He's a missionary right now in Tokyo, uh, but he's been with 24-7 prayer and things like that. Anyway, he's coming to town tonight. We'll see him at our gathering. Uh, Lord willing, tonight, it'll be great to catch up with him uh, and see what he's uh, doing these days. Um, we're uh, in the autumn now. In fact, it's pretty chilly this evening here, and there's going to be a lot of stuff on our plate uh, the next couple weeks. I've got a four-day wilderness hike coming up, in which I'm going to support my daughter's uh, class they have to do a four day wilderness hike, uh, in their junior year at her school in Tokyo. And so we're going to, I'm going to be supporting that and going along with them as a, as a staff member. And it's going to be based on leadership, uh, as learned through, uh, as learned by David, uh, and Jesus. So it's a, it's a two kind of a two, two faceted approach, uh, Leadership of David and the leadership of Jesus, and the students learn to uh, to be better leaders, and what they term servant leaders uh, for this course. So we'll be supporting that. I've got some weekend rafting guide. Uh, tours coming up, some people staying at our house. We're doing Airbnb, so, uh, not at our house, actually. We have them stay at our in our place of business, which is a, uh, a house, but we use it as a business. But anyway, so we've got some Airbnb guests coming up in October, and uh, some mountain climbing, a big event from our school, uh, a barbecue with students. Man, it's just gonna be a busy October, maybe the busiest ever. Um, it makes me want to just clear my schedule in November and not plan anything at all, knowing that October is going to be very, very busy. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's how autumn is here in Japan. For whatever reason, autumn, man, they just they just stack the stuff up. It's crazy, crazy busy. Uh, but part of the reason is that autumn has probably the fairest weather of all the other seasons. Uh, the spring is um, nice, but it's fairly cold here in the spring and very rainy. Uh, the early, late spring, early summer is nice, but again, you, you get quite a bit of rain pretty often. You have the rainy season right in the middle of that. Uh, uh, sorry about that, I got a phone call uh, from Keith who I was just talking about, He's coming over. So yeah, we're just coordinating timing and stuff. So anyway, where was I? I don't remember. Anyway, Keith is coming over uh, and we're going to talk about the possibility, hopefully the possibility of uh, working together in ministry in the next couple months. Um months. Uh, Keith is kind of a, a missionary that as far as I understand, he's not tied down anywhere. He has support, but he's free to to, to move around, so that's something that would be great for us, for him to come and stay with us for a season at least, and uh, see how the Lord works through him. Um, so one thing we'll want to do tonight is uh, listen to the Lord, and uh, listen to each other about maybe what the Lord is speaking to us about these things, uh, and uh, yeah, try to... Try to uh, Find out what the Lord's will is uh, for that. Yeah, so, uh, so we'll be doing that. Hopefully, we'll we're finally raising Lazarus tonight. He's he's had to wait uh, about four weeks <laughs> since we since he passed away four weeks ago. <laughs> uh, at least in our Bible reading. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll uh, get into Lazarus tonight. I spent the afternoon today listening to a new podcast. Well, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts on the way uh, to work this morning. Uh, one of which was uh, one of my favorite podcasts, which is the Phil Vischer podcast, which is really great. And he had a, a guest on, I don't remember his name, um, but uh, his podcast is called Unbelievable? Question mark? Unbelievable, and it is a uh, podcast where he invites uh, both Christian apologists uh, and atheists to talk about uh, different topics, from uh, you know about uh, the uh, you know about truth and, and about uh, the Bible and and science versus creationism and. And, uh, today, what they talked about was the multiverse theory and whether or not, uh, the multiverse theory, uh, contradicts creationism or contradicts the Bible, uh, in any way, uh, necessarily. And the, the two people on the show, the, the host of course was, was, uh, facilitating the, uh, the discussion. Uh, one guy was is an atheist, uh, but is very sympathetic to people. He's he's not an angry atheist or a militant atheist. It seems like to me, uh, but he he believes in the that the multiverse, multi-universe theory is 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 plausible. Uh, and then the other guy, who is a, a Christian apologist, I suppose, who seems to have a, a science background. Uh, he actually believes that the multi-universe theory does not necessarily contradict the Bible, that it's possible that there are multi-universes. And he even says that it's 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 probable that there are multi-universes, uh, which, is, which is a pretty interesting um, uh, thing to say for a Christian. But of course, like I said, he seems to have a science background and he's looked into the, these things. Um, Quite deeply, uh, and so I don't necessarily have any kind of a strong opinion on that. In fact, I, as I listen to that podcast, um, man, I I totally took a nap and <laughs> fell asleep because uh, uh, it's it's just way over my head. I understand what the multi-universe theory is, uh, somewhat. It's the, uh, it's the idea that there are an infinite number of multi-universes. Now, you know, me and and my... Man, I'm, I'm, I'm not a scientist in any way, but it makes no sense to me. I, I think I always thought universe meant all that there is. Um, and so that... If there are multi universes, it's still a universe by definition. Uh, but anyway, this is a this is a theory. This is something's out there. It's 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 out there along with string theory and and a lot of other theories, I suppose. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, th- I guess today maybe we'll just talk about apologetics in general as a, as a field, uh, and uh, it's whether it's. Uh, valid or not? Is it, is it a, is it a way that can lead people to faith in Christ to follow Jesus? Uh, or not? Um, is apologetics necessary? I suppose. Uh, no, I come from, uh, a background where I'm kind of, uh, not involved in apologetics. I'm not an apologist myself, but my, my father, uh, is a, is a, uh, he loves apologetics. And that's always been kind of his thing that he believes that you can prove, uh, that there's evidence for the existence of God and therefore the ex- existence of the creation of the world. Uh, he believes in a young earth, uh, theory, and so I've kind of been surrounded by apologetics, and mostly the the part of apologetics that my dad uh, liked to explore was archaeology, and the evidences found uh, by archaeologists for uh, the uh, validity or or that back up the events in the Bible, the people who lived, events that happened uh, in the Bible. And uh, that's something that he, that's very close to his heart and he loves, and he still is doing some writing on that uh, even now. And uh, that's something that he's really into. Uh, And maybe because he was so into it, I've kind of rejected it a bit. as sons are sometimes uh, prone to do, uh, I I, uh, very much uh, carry on the faith of my father uh, in in God and and in Jesus, of course. Um, But in the way that that we uh, choose to express our faith, I'd say we're quite different probably Uh, I'm much more interested in uh, the way that Jesus reveals himself to us um, personally. Right? Our personal experiences of relationship with Jesus. Uh, In other words, proving uh, evidence that Jesus exists that only you could know. That's something that that I think is important. I think apologetics actually is nothing without that. And so that, and maybe you could say that's a that's a field of, of apologetics. Um, like I said, I'm not an apologist, so I haven't, I haven't studied it in depth. Uh, but I do, I I say I've rejected apologetics. I haven't rejected them. I think they're valid. And I have actually read some apologetics books by, uh, Dinesh D'Souza and others that I've really enjoyed. Uh, I think uh, even Timothy Keller uh, has written some books on apologetics that I've read that I really enjoyed. And I could see myself going that direction. I I think it kind of appeals to the way I think. But uh, I have a fundamental problem uh, with the the type of apologetics that my dad uh, uh, is involved with, and that is that you can absolutely prove the existence of God, external from the Bible, right? Externally, or you know, if, if people would just look at the evidence, then they would they would know beyond the shadow of a doubt. My problem with that is is that beyond beyond a, beyond a shadow of a doubt negates the need for faith. Uh, faith, as uh, Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is, uh, let's see, faith is the belief in things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, not seen could be unknown if you think about it, the evidence of things uh, not experienced maybe. So if, If faith is evidence of things not seen, uh, then if you can prove the existence of God, you have no need for faith, no need of faith. So, yeah, because of that kind of uh, obstacle that I'm unable to get over, uh, that probably keeps me uh, from going deeper into apologetics, I suppose. Now there are different kinds of apologetics, and I know there's some new fields out there called uh, imaginative apologetics, for example, uh, which is very interesting to me. I don't, again, I don't know a lot about it. I have friends who are, I have one specific friend who's getting a master's degree in it, Uh, and so, you know, I have some respect there, but I, yeah, apologetics is just not how I, you know, I prefer to to tell people about Jesus using the Gospels, introduce them and unveil uh, an astonishing Jesus to them uh, in as much as I'm able, and then allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest and, and yeah, just introduce people to Jesus is, is really the way uh, that I uh, try to evangelize. Uh, now, right now, I happen to be in a season where I'm not doing much evangelism. Uh, I'm not out telling people about Jesus or anything like that. I haven't, I haven't ascertained any specific calling to do that or uh, been led to any any people who the Lord is preparing at this time. I'm in a in a season of waiting right now, uh, but I hope uh, that the Lord will call me into that season again, uh, because I, I would love to, I would, I would love for his kingdom to explode here in Japan. I, I, you know, in my mind's eye, I see that happening and I see a, a glorious, Spiritually dry. That if we could just ignite the fire, uh, it, it, it would go uncontrollably. And, and I think uh, there are many things holding that back. I think, uh, you know, spiritual uh, strongholds of some kind may be part of that. Uh, I think the uh, I think the church is afraid. I think there's a lot of fear in Christians. Uh, afraid to, to step out and do things differently. Afraid to to uh, allow the Lord to express Himself in new and and uh, mysterious ways. So we're kind of stuck in a rut. You know, we keep doing things the way we've always done them. And you know, whether it's handing out tracts or inviting people to to uh, to quote unquote church. Um, introducing people to pastors or, you know, uh, giving our money to evangelism, um, supporting uh, gospel meetings, you know, that are few and far between. Uh, there are all kinds of ways that we, we try to do evangelism. Um, but uh, right now, I think we're not we're not very creative, at least in this country, on how we're going about that. And we shouldn't be creative for creative's sake, but I believe God is a creative God, and I think that He has probably been trying to give us permission to be very creative in the way that we tell people about Jesus and introduce them to Jesus, but we have been held in check by fear, the fear of failure or the fear of embarrassment, uh, fear of persecution, uh, all kinds of fears. Uh, but I've been reminded that the Bible says, "Do not fear," 365 times, and I think that's fascinating. I haven't checked all of those references, so if I'm wrong, you can, you know, you can quote Snopes to me or whatever. Uh, but what I've heard. What I've been told from pretty credible sources is that the Bible says do not fear 365. Just got another call from my friend Pat. So hopefully I can uh, <laughs> thanks Pat for calling. Hopefully I can remember where I was. Uh, oh it's going to be tough. I gonna have to stop and listen to it again. Um, hmm. Faith apologetics Man, that's hard when you're by yourself to get your train of thought back when you just do it randomly. Uh, okay, we're talking about uh, yeah, kind of the season of ministry and, and different ways to evangelize, and that the church in Japan, uh, yeah, of course, I'm generalizing, but doesn't seem to be uh, effective currently. By and large, uh, we're not seeing exponential growth. The kind of growth that we see in Acts, we're not seeing that. There seems to be something that uh, is keeping Japan from uh, accepting Jesus. And, yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm of a mind to say that it's supernatural. That there is a supernatural hold on this country that acts as a blindfold to the truth. Uh, And you can call it what you want, but I can tell you it's not for lack of effort. Uh, Now, I did say there's a lack of creativity right now, and I do believe that. Um, There are lots of countries that, that, you know, thousands upon thousands believe uh, even with the lack of creativity and evangelism, you know it's just it's it's how the Lord works. So the Lord doesn't need us to be creative here. He can he can call thousands and thousands of people to Him anytime He chooses. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. Uh, but Lord, I just uh, pray that you would. Release the strongholds that that are blinding the people of Japan. Uh, and Lord, I would love to see it in my lifetime, but I know it's you. You have your your timing and your will. Um, but Lord, if you choose to use uh, your church, your your followers uh, to be instrumental in this, I pray that you you train us and. And uh, lead us in that direction soon, that we can, uh, we can be the bearers of your good news to this uh, spiritually barren place. Um, you know, we we see, you know, a million people in this country die every day without Jesus something that it's just it's not stomachable for me I, I don't think about it a lot because I don't want to but a million people more people than I can even think of more people uh, die in this country every day than are born Thus uh, the population decrease. And so Lord, I, I ask you, I, I uh, implore you to um, instill hope and faith and love uh, and joy in your body uh, in this country. Uh, for each other and for uh, our, our neighbors, our fellow man. That we can see uh, people come to you by the thousands. By the thousands, Lord. Uh, and I pray that whatever spiritual stronghold uh, needs to be broken, I pray that you you break it. That you break down all the walls that keep people away from you. That you remove all the blindfolds, that you correct all the mistruths, all the mistakes, all the lies, that you expose the liars, uh, that you take the fear out of your children. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Um. Yeah. Again, I don't think there is a specific uh, specific theme to my talk tonight. Uh, if you can find one, um, that'd be great. I just hope that I've said something today that you needed to hear. Uh, I'll keep talking for a few more minutes. I'm not quite there, um, but that's the biggest thing. I I hope that the Lord uh, just gives me words that you need to hear. Um, yeah I pray that you just keep you know fighting the fight that you keep on loving your Lord and loving loving the people that he's put around you uh, I pray for reconciliation of the body that they can that we can all be reconciled to each other and and have a level of trust that uh, is commiserate to the, uh, level of grace that we've received from our Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, yeah, I think I may end it there, actually. Um, it's a little bit short tonight, uh, but I'm really, really tired, and, uh, yeah, good night.